Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to, uh, what is this, Wednesday Night Live. <laughs> I was, I don't know where we are, but hopefully you do since you tuned in, and we're really happy to have you here at the Father's Church in Dallas. We were just speaking of some testimonies uh, concerning things that the Lord is doing in Brazil, and um, we've been giving testimonies about the ongoing um, stirring of the spirit amongst our brothers and sisters in France and um, we're really thankful for what God is is doing and I do want to um, I do want to reiterate something that we said just a couple of minutes ago <clears throat> if you are uh, if you're tuned in tonight on Facebook you may want to look at the, the pictures I think there's a video even of uh, something wonderful that was happening in uh, Sao Paulo this and um, I, I, do, I do ask that the Lord would bless the, um, the street church there and um, they, they are doing a great work for the Lord they had a baptism a public baptism down there in the, the downtown area of, a, of that beautiful city they are under the covering of Pastor Luciano who's aligned and affiliated with the Saints Network so it's um, it's part of us so we need to be praying for them we need to be asking God to preserve them and to continue to uh, do the work of the Spirit I, I just think it's great because you know in I think some have thought well you know the, the Saints message and proscuneo and speaking in diversities of tongues it really is something that we need to temper a little bit because it doesn't draw the outsiders. It doesn't draw the world. Well, here are people who are embracing all of these things, knowing that it's scriptural. And right downtown in the middle of God and everybody, uh, you've got people coming to the Lord and they're, they're uh, being taught and trained to lay on their face downtown and to pray. And, and uh, they have no problem. It's almost like a modern-day Pentecost, uh, speaking in diversities of tongues and uh, calling unto the Lord out in, out in the middle of everything. And uh, God seems to be moving, seems to be drawing people. So um, we're very thankful for that. So please continue to pray for them. You know, we know this is God's work. We know what God has said about uh, his end-time army being raised up in, in all of South America and um, you know I, I, I think that we need to be strategic in our prayers for uh, the various nations that um, the seed has been planted in um, we, we speak the blessing of the Lord we speak the favor of God we speak the protection of the Lord and we, we just are we're, we're trying to be very sensitive to the counterattacks and the strategies of of our enemy who cannot be pleased with what's going on we don't focus on him but we're not ignorant of his devices and so we need to be proactive in um, in believing the Lord to to protect them and as I was praying about that this afternoon I was reminded of the Old Testament when the prophet was warned by God of the strategies of the enemy general and would tell the the king and tell the people of God, you know, the enemy's planning this, the enemy's planning that. And the scripture says that the enemy general said, do I have a spy here in my bedroom to know what we're planning? Because uh, before before our troops even go, the, the, the people of Israel are already mobilized and either prepared by defending or prepared by not being there for the ambush and and I do feel that you know when we see in the scripture there were many times in the New Testament when we had warnings from God when, you know particularly Paul was warned you know don't go here because there's a strategy against you uh, it was another time where uh, well there were several of these where where God gave uh, specific warnings and, and I do think that we need to be strategically praying from our bases here uh, in the Saints Network churches and in prayer groups 
uh, that God would continue to bless and lead, but that he would also afford us the warnings that are regularly shown in Scripture. And um, I, I, think that, I think that we need that. Now, as opposed to last week when we were speaking from Matthew 13 about the parables of the kingdom and the one about the tares, um, says that the enemy came in and sowed those seeds when after the, the good seed had been planted. Um, I, think, I think that since that was definitively a parable about what's happening in the end time, I'm not sure. In fact, I don't want to say I'm not sure. I know that that was allowed by God. So there definitely wasn't a warning that was given. Hey, you better watch out. The enemy's coming in here to sow tares. But <clears throat> I, I do think that, um, you know, in fact, it's interesting, too, because, you know, just a few verses before that, you had the parable of the soils, and you had that, that warning about our commitment and watching out for the cares of this world. And then it continues with, you know, the thought about... Um, make sure the wheat is strong and secure the tares are going to grow don't don't try to uproot them because you'll create more damage than you would that if you just leave them alone the angels are going to come in the time of the end and take those tares away um, how that's going to happen you know I was praying about this the other day and I, I felt the Lord say a couple of things about how that's going to happen and I knew that this was just part of a whole mosaic of the way the angels are going to move and that's kind of exciting and in fact I think there's going to be at least seven ways that the angelic is going to show the validity of the wheat while uh, um, uh, outwitting and destroying the work of the tares and with that I think we need to begin to partner with the angelic I don't think it's just going to happen in one, one fell swoop I think these are going to be advantages that God gives us uh, in, as the harvest grows and uh, in partnering with the angelic and I think I think that's terrific but then right after that you've got that parable of the mustard seed which um, I remember the Sunday morning when Scott taught on that in here and that was about a year and a half ago I think and that was really a timely warning for the people of God at that at that point and in fact I don't think we were uh, really aware of how timely that warning was but um, we're definitely in that time frame. But we do need to be praying for these folks. And we need to be praying that God would um, continue to do his unique work because it seems to be just uh, surprising the way, things, uh, the way things are manifesting. Tonight we want to look at a very familiar passage of Scripture found in 1 Samuel, and we're going to talk just a bit about Hannah, and then we're going to extend from that concerning what it means to partner in grace and the effects that happen after you have gained a victory in grace, the effect upon what, what transpires in you. And um, I, I think that it's, it's interesting uh, for us to look again at all the times when the Hebrew term palal was used. And that's a word that is translated as prayer, but it is in conjunction with supplication. It is, it is uh, the New Testament version of diasis and prosuke. But you should look at the times. We've done this study before. And I'm, I'm going to be writing about it here in the next week. But the ways that God used this Palau type of judging prayer uh, through his people. Uh, there were times when Abraham prayed and God gave him a strategic word to speak over Abimelech and the, the rulers of Egypt. Uh, there were times when, um, like Phinehas, that great, champion of the faith uh, who God gave the covenant of peace to and who went across and uh, uh, just in their face challenged um, the, the, the two and a half tribes that decided they were going to stay over 
on the other side of the Jordan and not come over and fight for their brothers when they were taking the land. And Phinehas went and said, what are you guys doing? Uh, you think you're going to stay over here when we're, when we're warring? you got another thing coming. And just his presence and the anointing of the Spirit upon him caused um, those, those two and a half tribes to say, you know what? We've got a change of heart. We're going to come on over and fight for you. <laughs> uh, but it says that in the book of Psalms, it says that he executed judgment when he plunged that man and the Moabite wife through with the spear. And, um, but it, it uses this same word for prayer when it describes him doing that. And I, I just think that's fascinating. So there's, there's truly a prophetic angle to this type of grace prayer and it seems to um, it seems to really impact the way you think and the way God shares insight. Now, Hannah, whose name is the Hebrew word for grace, um, she she wanted a child, and God eventually gave her this little boy named Samuel. And when when um, she prayed, every time she prayed, it was this word palau. Every time she prayed, and I think it's very interesting that this woman, whose name is Grace, who was obviously in a, in a, a partnership with God to bring this mighty man to life, and who would uh, be the champion at Shiloh, and who would anoint the first kings, and uh, would really be the voice of God in structuring what a teacher and a seer should be, um, this woman, whose name was Grace, partnered with God. Every time she prayed, she, she prayed this kind of spiritually intelligent prayer, like a judge in the land. And that's really what we should be expecting now. That's what God is developing us into in this long walk of grace. Um, and incidentally, in 1 Samuel 1, verse 27, I love this verse, For this child I prayed, and there's the word, palal, and the Lord has given me my petition which I ask of him, and I have lent him to the Lord. As long as he lives, he will be lent to Jehovah, and he worshiped the Lord there. Um, for this child I prayed. I think we're going to be saying that over and over again with things that, God burdens our heart to believe him for as supplication partners. For this provision, I prayed. For this miracle, I prayed. For this open door, I prayed. And God has granted the petition. And that word petition is more like a covenant agreement. It's more like a contract. It's not just, uh, you know what, I'm, I put all these these requests on this piece of paper and I've got all these people that signed up who are praying with me so God you've got to do something that kind of thinking is the way we were raised and it's really ridiculous when you think about it but a covenant with God is signed between you and him and um, this is a petition that God provided but what I want us to see is something that is in the life of Hannah but it's also in Mary in the New Testament you remember when Gabriel appeared to Mary, it said, Hail Mary, you are highly favored. You are graced. The word favor is caris. It's grace. And, and the, he spoke to her about how the grace of God was presenting itself to her. And she subsequently said, So let it be unto me as according to your word. And we know the virgin birth and how it played out. But both Hannah and Mary had this amazing thing. Hannah, and Hannah prayed, there's the word again, verse chapter 2, and said, My heart rejoices in the Lord. She goes into something that we're going to read, which really is, is similar to the Magnificat when Mary sang, My soul does magnify the Lord. Um, both of those women after the the step of grace was manifested and they had they they experienced the victory of the lord they not only prophesied these 
tremendous words which are replete with insights into the spirit realm and the way God wants to move, but they themselves were changed by this. And you can see the depths of who they are. And, and let's just read this in chapter 2. This is, the, this is the song of Hannah. It says, Hannah prayed, but it's really palau, which means this is the judgment. This is the declaration of Hannah after she partnered with God in grace. My heart rejoices in the Lord. My horn is lifted up in the Lord. Uh, my mouth is enlarged over my enemies because I rejoice in your salvation. There is none holy as the Lord. There is none beside thee. Neither is there any rock like our God. Talk no more so exceeding proudly. Let not arrogancy come out of your mouth. For the Lord is a God of knowledge, and by him actions are weighed. The bows of the mighty man are broken, and they that stumbled are girded with strength. They that were full have hired out themselves for bread. They that were hungry cease, so that the barren has borne seven. She that hath many children is waxed feeble. The Lord killeth and makes alive. He brings down to the grave and brings up. The Lord makes poor and makes rich. He brings low and lifts up. He raises up the poor out of the dust, lifts up the beggar from the dunghill. I would think that if you were a beggar, you'd want to find a better location to set up shop. What do you think, Rachel? Isn't that true? I think that would just be wisdom. Um, <laughs> I'm not making much money. I better get out of this dunghill pretty soon. Um, to make them inherit the throne of glory, for the pillars of the earth are the Lord's, and he hath set the world upon them. He, keep, he will keep the feet of his saints, and the wicked will be silent in darkness, for by strength shall no man prevail. The adversaries of the Lord shall be broken to pieces. Out of heaven shall he thunder upon them. The Lord shall judge the ends of the earth, and he shall give strength unto his king and exhort, exalt the horn of his anointed. And that, that's her song. What any of that has to do with having a baby, I don't know. You know, we've had a lot of babies born in this church. I've never... I've never heard a, a mother of the children, even of twins. Their first reaction is to come up with this, this soliloquy. Um, but Mary does the same thing, and both of them were partnering with God in grace. And I see through this the way that the Lord expands the horizon of our belief and our understandings with every point of achieved grace and the confidence and the um, the empowerment and the spiritual acumen that's there um, is is a result of having this time of praying and supplicating before God the victory comes but the the unheralded victory is the expanse of these women in the spirit realm and what what they glean from God and what they begin to proclaim. You think about this. She's talking about tearing down, building up the pillars of the earth and the heavens. She's talking about the, the saints and where they have been planted and where they're conquering. The plan of God is going to sustain them. All of these things are really a description of what it means to partner with God in grace. It's the bigger picture of grace as opposed to the subjective expression of what just happened with them. And, you know, the wonderful thing about it is that you would think that, I'm, I'm going to get personal here, but you would think that for Hannah, uh, this child was not only an answer to prayer, but a vindication of her adversaries who the Bible says were ridiculing her continually. And you would think she would have been saying things about, you know, see, all of you, I told you, you know, you didn't think this could ever happen, and look what God did. Na, 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 na. You know, look at this little baby, you know, it's a miracle. She, she's not saying anything here about what you would think she would be saying based upon her life situation 
and and what she had personally seen God do and the way that not only it caused her to overcome but the way that it demonstrated the miracle power of God she's not talking about any of that but rather she's talking about this greater picture of what grace does and what the objective of God is same thing happened with Mary the same thing happened with her as she proclaimed this expression of the grace of God moving in her I think it's interesting that the same thing Hannah says my soul my heart rejoices in the Lord Mary said my soul doth magnify the Lord and um, I, I think that the the impact of grace is something that expands your horizon personally it it emboldens you uh, in your in your spirit and in your mind and it it really does provide you a a a spectrum of grace that you didn't have beforehand now i do think that we have as a saints network been experiencing kind of like for this child i prayed during this past short season we're seeing incredible advances in the nations we're seeing things that are happening that are truly miraculous and uh, i think that the result of this is that we can say like she did for this nation for this child for this expansion of ministry we we spoke this kind of definitive prayer on behalf of our partnership with God in supplication and I also think that for all of us we uh, we need to press into the the places that God has opened for us in the ways of understanding more about him in the ways of of um, of moving in a, in a deeper and a broader assessment of how he is operating in the heavens and I do think that we kind of have been doing it so often we do and then we teach here which is a good thing because that's the pattern that the book early in the book of Acts it said Jesus used all that he began to do and to teach um, you know God's been causing us to have strategic maneuvers into the heavens He's been causing us to take the saints into appointed missions into the temple of the tabernacle of testimony. He's been allowing us to see things that are, um, that are really incredible gifts, perspective of what he's doing in the heavens. And, and I think that, uh, I think our enemy has been trying to get us to focus on things that um, you, you have to keep your eyes on where you are and but but I think that we have been we have been more inclined to look on things that we have to defend rather than to explore things that God is opening for us and uh, you know the past couple of days in prayer I've noticed that I've been praying in in different languages that I don't ever remember praying in and when each one of them begins it's it's been like my spirit opens and there are brand new rooms that I enter into and they're in conjunction with this house but I know that they are places in the heavens that God has reserved for this time um, we've, we've had that happen in the past but this is just a very strange sensation for me well I've been praying here for many many years uh, both before God visited this place and took us into the walk of the saints but um, this is a totally new thing that's happening from my perspective here and, and what these rooms are, it's like they're, they're huge. 
and I don't see I don't see tables in them I don't see anything in them and and I I asked the Lord uh, later just a little while ago father what what is this for and he said these are the new tents for the different people groups that I'm bringing in and it will be up to them to partner with me to see them furnished and to see them functional you are saints network going into these places and making covenant and agreement with me for these places to be established and and initiated so that those that uh, it's kind of like the the extending of the cords and the strengthening of the stakes and the expanding of your tents um, we're making the way for these other groups that are coming in many years ago before we went into Africa the first time I, I remember we were all praying because it was a it was a kind of a weird thing to be traveling uh, especially 40 plus people from here and um, I was in the back corner of the of the Zion wall and uh, the Lord opened up this area uh, and I went into this room and there was a massive angel standing there and a huge table and it was all empty and I testified about this and I thought what is this for uh, this is just really strange it's different from other places where we've been in the heavens that seem to be very active and filled with either weapons or supplies this place is is got a table and a massive angel but there's nothing going on in here and I was kind of perplexed by it and I felt like the Lord was saying uh, I'm about to start bringing individuals who will sit at my table as a council uh, saints from around the world um, and um, I don't I've not been back in that room but I knew that our prayers and our taking that step was opening that room well I don't remember I don't I have not visualized being back in that room I'm sure we've all been in there but uh, I know that our prayers were setting the stage for that and the room that God was making I prepared a place for you in my father's house you say that's kind of strange you know anytime you say something like that you you've got to know that when you start not saying any of you when people hear that and they start barking that's ridiculous where's that in the word well how about this one I go to prepare a place for you in my father's house are many it's not it's not mansions those are rooms even though the songs go I've got a mansion over the hilltop in that bright land that never grows old someday uh, yonder I'll never more wander but walk on streets that are pure as gold uh, that, that's a good old song but it, it's many rooms and um, God has these places they're like operations operation rooms and in some ways uh, we we go there in anticipation of the ones that God is going to be causing us to sow the seed into and they will populate that and we've got many of them um, I'm really expecting and we need to have we need to have seasoned times of prayer for South America God has said this over and over again his his army a major influx of the Saints is going to come from South America not just Brazil South America uh, we've met a number of people pastors from various nations uh, one of the most prominent groups that we were meeting on this last trip were from Venezuela where Maduro is in power and where uh, you know you've got Russia and Cuba and uh, they're they're lining up against all the other nations uh, and they're trying to hold on to power but God's gonna break that yoke and those people are gonna be free in Venezuela and there's a hunger for God there there are many of those nations that are going to be coming into the move of the spirit and and um, I know that Yawali and Nikon and lots of other folks are going to be being evangelists going into those places into the land of uh, Espanol and uh, they're going to be speaking these things but we need to be praying about that these doors are opening I remember when we had the uh, the TTT for Brazil before 
this last group went and I remember um, the different words that people gave I remember very poignantly what God showed to me and I treasure this because uh, of the things that I was privileged to see uh, God took me out onto the to the porch that the scripture says to John is reserved for the Gentiles and the profane place that separates the nations from this from this large expanse is there and there were two massive angels that were dressed in white but they they had their uh, their sleeves kind of rolled up like people that would be working in the fields would have done and uh, these angels had these kind of winnowing um, shovels they were kind of short shovels and they were taking them and you could see the the rippling muscles on the arms of these angels uh, but they would take them and they would throw what seemed to be oil and white smoke and stirrings of different colors of wind they were throwing them into this profane place toward the nations and and I I was just watching them I was just standing there praying in the spirit watching these angels do this and I thought that is magnificent it's like it's like a changing of the times it's like God sending forth his anointing sending forth the the move of his spirit and sending forth his ways into this earth in these days and that was happening when we were up there and i i just stood there and watched it i i was transfixed i i didn't really feel the inclination to go anywhere and god does give you some kind of latitude when you're up there he kind of puts you in a position but then he lets you kind of look around but uh, i was just fascinated by what these angels were doing and i know that that signifies that god is moving in a new way on behalf of uh, what our mission is and what the mission of that that temple in heaven really is designed to do the tabernacles are to go forth and to establish the presence of god in the nations which is what that first tabernacle of solomon was supposed to do now we studied about that how that david continually prayed that his tabernacles would go and be able to establish the temple and then when Solomon had the temple he took that same prayer of his father and instead of saying let let uh, the temple be established he was saying from this temple let tabernacles go forth and that's that's what that temple of the tabernacle in heaven is it's for the move of God's spirit throughout the earth and that is happening now and uh, as we said not too long ago the scripture clearly says that that place is not going to be there forever i mean once the kingdoms of this world become the kingdom of our god the bible says that temple and that tabernacle will be no more and we will be walking with god and the lamb uh, together and and then we'll be doing other things but for now our job is to make these to partner with God and the angelic to see um, his work being ignited throughout the earth and that's definitely happening so I, I would suggest to all of us in this room and to the saints uh, who are listening that we that we recognize that for this for this work we have prayed for this for these miracles that we're seeing begin to manifest we have we have been in partnership with God in supplication and he has shown us this prayer this palal he has allowed us to execute his judgment he has allowed us to make the judgments the declarations the prosukes he has allowed us to say those things and those things are from him and they are powerful they are powerful not because we dreamed them up and stitched them together with scripture and threw them out there 
It's things that he has said, things that he has shown. And for these things, these things have come because of that. She uses this word, for this child I prayed, and God granted the covenant of agreement that we were joined together in. Uh, we need to recognize that that kind of prayer is moving mountains right now, and it's, it's for you. And you need to recognize that as these miracles have happened, you have been expanded spiritually. You have just as much right to, to enter into a, a newer grasp of what God is doing in the heavens and, and a newer grasp of how you're to be moving in the spirit realm, just as Hannah did, just as Mary did. And uh, so grace, the victories of grace, don't only take us into projected new heights or projected new horizons or into new lands of conquest. Those same principles of grace happen within us. Those same principles of grace expand you and expand your understanding of God and expand your understanding of the things in the Spirit. Because not only are you partnering with God here, your conversation is in heaven. You are there with him. You are seated with him. You are ruling and reigning with him in heavenly places, in Christ Jesus. So that expanse has happened as this child, this miracle, these nations are being birthed. We're preparing places now. And it's, it's very interesting. It, it's, it's very, very interesting to see this, uh, to see this happen. You know, I remember another vision. Uh, it was a very kind of an odd thing that the Lord showed me um, maybe a year or less into our transition. And um, I've told about this, but it's been a long, long time ago. I, I found myself, uh, I was praying in the, in, the, uh, in the balcony, and suddenly I found myself on kind of like climbing up this this hill that was rocky and um, I was I was at a place where I could tell I'd made it to the top but I was standing on a ledge just below the top and I could look out over the top and there I saw this massive white building and I saw two people who I I thought were women from the back they were in white garments and they were walking on this pathway toward this building but there wasn't anything going on there from the outside I didn't see any activity and I, I knew this is this is heaven this is a weird perspective but it's it's heaven and I noticed that out of the a crack in in the in the ledge you know like my head was looking out over and, and I knew I had to climb up there and I was looking at this, but out of the crack, there was a stream of, a small stream of water coming. And I, I took my hands and cupped them and got some and took a drink. I thought, this is really weird. I, I didn't really understand what that meant, but I know now that this was something that God was showing us about this very thing we're talking about. Our ministry is in the heavens. We are proskuneoing before the throne. We are, our prayers are providing for that altar of incense. We are, we, are, we are partnering with the angelic on behalf of the will of God in that very temple. And at the time that, <clears throat> at the time that I saw it, uh, it, it kind of indicated that there had been others that had gone before, but there were not many. And what God, uh, what God was wanting to do had really not been initiated yet and we were being able to be kind of forerunners and pioneers into that and i recognized as i've reflected on this that god was giving us the water he was giving us what we needed as, as supply it's just like moses who was to speak to the rock to have this water come out that we were we were going to have to make that climb and i, I don't really know whether, whether the perspective was that we were coming up out of the nations 
and that we were on behalf of the earth and on behalf of what God wanted because I didn't see the throne. I didn't see it. It was like I was coming into a foreign a foreign perspective, and I, I recognize that it must have been that we were coming up from the nations to welcome what God was wanting to do. Um, and that's really been our mission. That's been what we have been commissioned to do. Um, at the time, little did I know what that meant. Of course, I spent significant amount of time trying to figure out who those two women were. Well, that one on the right's not walking like Sandra walks. So it couldn't be her. And I just, I thought, you know, in, in the, I think it was more symbolic that people, the cloud of witnesses gone before and made the way for this time. They would have loved to have lived when we did, but they were faithful there. Uh, I felt like, you know, I knew that, I know now, you know, as we traveled, the uh, large portion of the people who intercede are women and I, I felt that probably was indicative of that and uh, but we're seeing these things happen and I, I do want to reiterate that as we have made these steps in grace and we are we are partnering with God again for new steps in grace we need to also expect that God is not only making these promises that Hannah and Mary said, but the, but the, the, the way that they were both expanded in their ability to proclaim what God is doing in, an, in a universal way. I mean, here she is talking about the pillars of the earth. Here she is talking about the overall plan of Jehovah. Here she is talking about uh, the saints and the feet of the saints. And you know what? At that time, I don't know this, but I don't think there were any saints. Think about it. You had Eli, who wasn't doing diddly. He has two heathen sons who were serving as his associates, and they were they were not only as worthless as a three dollar bill, they were they were bad. They weren't keeping the Shiloh up. They weren't even keeping the lamp burning. You know, all the people were around doing whatever they wanted to do. They had Belial influence that was just permeating everything. You know, there really wasn't any indication of any saints actually functioning there. So how in the world is Hannah speaking about the feet of the saints? I mean, that's, that's an amazing thing. It's, it's grace. It, it's, it's grace. And uh, this perspective is something that God is sowing, has sown into all of us, and we need to, we need to uh, begin to look upward and look beyond where, we, where, where the fields of sin are because grace is much more abounding and press into those higher realms because that's, that's really what, what we're seeing. Um, you know, this past weekend, it's my understanding that uh, Pastor Falloden was down with, uh, at the dwelling, the dwelling house, and uh, Pastor Levester welcomed him and his wonderful church there, and the work of God that he's, he's, Falloden is still believing for the things that he knows God wants to do there in equatorial Africa and throughout West Africa. And uh, we, 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 we just got a lot of things that are happening right now amongst the places where we've got known encampments of saints. There's growth, there's expansion, there's development, there's hunger. But there are new places that are going to be opening that are opening right now. Um, I'm, still, I'm still believing for... Um, I keep seeing Eastern Europe. I keep uh, hearing these uh, these voices of people praying. Um, I don't know how that's going to happen, but new things are going to be opening. We've got to work. It's coming. And um, God is expanding us in our grasp of grace. 
and uh, I, I just think it's very interesting that you know I, I like I said I was studying yesterday and today all of the places where this prayer term of making prophetic judgments based on supplication was was it was was enunciated by mighty men and women of God through the Old Testament and how they how they affected the earth through these words and I'm I'm grouping them together into categories uh, for this new writing that's finally materializing but as I was doing that I thought should I put these all together and group them and teach on this tonight and God just kept bringing me back to this prayer this judgment this proclamation of Hannah and it's it's phenomenal and then he reminded me of Mary and he, I felt him very strongly say you need to recognize that I have expanded your horizons of grace and you need to begin to explore them and you be, you need to begin to move in grace in a greater way than you have and so should your people and so should the the people of the various churches and prayer groups and individuals who are standing faithfully in their terio god has expanded us he has he has given uh, new uh, horizons of understanding and we need to press into them now the enemy's trying every way he can to cause our vision to be focused on things around us um, but we've got to step away from that and to borrow a phrase from the bible come up hither into the things that are beyond and those things of grace this is truly a year of grace and it's a season of grace <clears throat> so i would encourage you to just uh, peruse this study for yourself just take the palau take that word and hannah prayed click on pray there and and look at it the way it's used throughout the Old Testament and see the way that great people in the Lord spoke and how God answered in miraculous ways. This is the petition of grace, and it's what the way God moves through his partners. And so you need to begin feeding on that. You need to begin um, letting that fuel your spirit because your words are to have that kind of impact on nations on scenarios on situations but it's not just any kind of prayer it's not just any kind of uh, wishful thinking it is what God releases to you and what you then feel it's that same prosuke principle you declare that you release that and it will be it's it's an amazing thing and um, God is quite serious about this I, I feel like this is the apex of what he has in mind for you and me this is why he created us to partner with him and these are the principles of function that we're going to be manifesting throughout eternity we are partnering with the one who's the same yesterday today and forever we're partnering with him now in the same way that Abraham and so many of the other mighty ones partnered in the past and the way we're going to be partnering throughout eternity so this is God's way you know what more could you want what are you going to graduate into, you know? Well, you know, we're going to be partnering with the God of all creation at his throne. We're going to be sons with him, joint heirs with Christ. He's going to be talking with us about what he wants to do, and we're going to go forth and represent him and speak what he wants. What's better than that? What will ever surpass that? Nothing that's where we are and so what we're talking about doing in this lesson supplication and prayer prosuke deasis that's what this is and so somehow after all these years god says it's time now
for us to take this broad step into this partnership in a way beyond what we've known. We've seen this happen before in different ways. God has shown himself. We've been faithful in the small things. Now he's taking us into an advancement of authority. And that's pretty exciting. So study these words. Study. And it's easy to do. You can do it on your phone, your Bible program. I mean, it's, it's simple to do. Um, do it. Look at it and say, you know, when Abraham did this, this is exactly what God's asking us to do. When Joseph did this, when he said this, this is exactly what God's giving us to do. And it's, it's amazing. It, it, just, it just is amazing. There are some times, like with Phinehas, which I mentioned earlier, God says something on behalf of his partnership, and you are motivated to a, a stand, a prophetic stance that brings breakthrough. But most of the time, a large, large percentage of the time, these are declarations that you're making in conjunction with partnering with God. So, anyway, I, I proclaim over all of you this expansion in grace, and uh, I speak words of encouragement, and I release the spirit of truth to guide you into these things that you've not ever done before, and uh, be encouraged and start doing it because this is where we are it's not where we're going to be even though we will be there it's where we are right now and this is what god needs us to do so heavenly father i thank you for this what a privilege um and uh we speak we speak that we are here and we're willing to take these steps with you we accept your invitation and we thank you for this father we love you and we uh, we ask these things in jesus wonderful name amen amen well thanks everybody thanks for being here and thanks for tuning in and uh, we will look forward to being again with you this coming sunday goodbye <laughs>